Welcome to the Opinions on Pickens podcast, the sports show where there are no fouls or flags, only baskets and touchdowns. Here's your host, Alyssa Butterson. Welcome to Opinions on Pickens. I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson. I have brought back one of your favorites with me, Opinions on Pickens fam. It is Carolina Panthers tight end and host for Not For Long Media, Colin Thompson. Colin, thanks for coming back and chatting with us. How are you? I'm great, Alyssa. Thanks for having me on. It's always fun to be on your show. You know, appreciate all your your stuff, your podcast. My podcast would not be moving and grooving today without you. I've learned a ton from Alyssa, folks, uh, especially earlier on. Someone that reached out to me and then picked your brain. So can't thank you enough. It's been a hell of a ride. We've been growing. And again, I don't think we'd be growing to where we're at today without you. So thank you. Thanks, Colin. I'm just happy to be a little part of your journey. It's been awesome to see you grow in so many aspects because it's not even just the podcast. You've been moving and grooving everywhere. But let's let's start with offseason. It's offseason right now. You've been talking about traveling a lot. What have you been up to besides football and the podcast? Yeah, having a lot of fun traveling and seeing the world and doing a little bit of work and play and kind of mixing those three, four things together, which I do the training side of it, the podcast side of it, the media creation all the different things I'm involved in in that, uh, working for a couple of different companies and, and myself. And then, yeah, just traveling with my wife. We got married in June. We couldn't go on a honeymoon because of, you know, training camp on the horizon. So we went to the Bahamas and spent about a week there right after the season broke, about a week or so later. Uh, then came back and spent some time in Key West, Florida, kind of home away from home for me. So it's not the normal Key West, maybe for even me sometimes or for most where you go down there, you spend a weekend and you leave town. I was there for the for a a good period of time. And nice. I have a lot of family down there. So that was awesome uh, to catch up with them. And then I start the training process there, which is great. It's warm. There's plenty of gyms, there's beaches, there's things for me to do training wise. And then we bounced around. We went to San Diego, uh, saw some friends out there. And then really the point of that, that trip was actually to go to Anaheim, which we ended up going to. And I went to a health expo West, which was really cool. Learn about, learn about a lot of product and what the new product is on the scene. We missed the bulk of the show, but we saw the first day of it and it was tremendous. Made a ton of connections for the pod, ton of connections for me personally, marketably. And then my wife starting a you know, a health product for geriatrics. So it was good for her to learn some things. And then now training down here in Florida, the place I love training at right between Destin and Panama City and Santa Rosa Beach. So uh, just grinding away, heading to the Maxwell Awards uh, this weekend. I don't know when this will come out, but uh, the 17th and 18th of the Maxwell Awards, an awesome award show up in Atlantic City, and then back down here to finish training before we head back to OTAs in a month. So a lot going on. Uh, that's kind of what I've been up to. Like no big deal, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. But that's how I usually do it. You know, a lot of things moving. I'm lucky that, you know, my wife's work is mobile. And yeah, it's been wow. uh, been quite the journey. It's awesome hearing about Key West. I actually spent about two weeks there for Christmas this past Christmas. There you and go. I have to say, it's a place that... Sh- anyone can just fit in and feel comfortable and really just like, Oh, I want to, I want to stay here kind of feeling. It's so nice to fit in in Key West. Yes, it is. It's, it's literally home away from home. My parents have been going for 40 years. My uncle, uncle was stationed in the Navy down there to the F-18s and Persian Gulf war. And back in the mid eighties, my parents, early eighties, uh, my parents got a call from my uncle saying, Hey, just come down. And uh, that my parents were dating at the time. They went down there and kind of the rest is history. Uh, you know, we played Miami Dolphins this year. We had about 15 to 20 people come up for the game from Key West. So it's a unique experience where you know every bartender, you know you know a lot of servers, you know a lot of locals, you're involved with the sporting teams down there. I'm starting to get involved yeah. in that realm, which I love. I love coaching football. I love mentoring young kids. Um, so 
Yeah, it's 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 the it's the best place in the world to me. I could live down there, no problem. I know everyone's like you're crazy. Maybe my liver wouldn't be able to handle it, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the work life balance is awesome there. And you know, one, my uncle's bars there, right behind Sloppy Joe's, called Shots and Giggles. So that's like home away from home for me. And yeah, we have a lot of great places down there, a lot of great friends, and it's it's treated us well over the years. That is hilarious. We went into Shot and Giggles. I mean, literally, what a small world. It's it's crazy to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carolina Panthers though. How are you feeling right now going into this season? Or is have you been able to really change your game or change your attitude compared to, you know, two, three years ago? Or is it just back to business, you know, doing the same thing? Well, I'm always evolving. I'll say that just like every player, you have to evolve every offseason and find your weaknesses, change it up. I do a lot of my own programming, so I kind of see where I'm at. I need to see what I need to do. Last year, I came into the season a little heavier. I thought that would be a good thing. And it was. It did good things for me. But I'm going to come in the season a little bit lighter. You know, nothing crazy. We're talking four or five pounds. This isn't, uh, you know, a major cut or a major position change by any means. But in our world, you know, three, four or five pounds, that's, that's a little bit of weight. Um, so I'll come in around, I don't know, 252, 253 instead of upward closer to 260. And, you know, just change my game just a little bit. Try to move a little bit better. The older you get, you know, the gravity gets a little bit, a little harder on you. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's where I'm kind of at. It's uh I, you know, I'm excited for this season. There's a lot of smoke around the team. And obviously, you know, when you lose the way we lost at the end of the year and the different changes and the things going on and all the fire coach rule stuff and all these different things. And this is the NFL. It's a hard place to win. It takes a while to build franchises the way they need to be built. And I've said it before. I think Coach Rule is going to live out his entire contract as a Carolina Panthers head coach. That's a seven-year deal. Hopefully he stays longer. I really think he's the answer. Um, I beg fans to to believe in that because I played for Coach Rule now for a really long time, and I played for him in college. I played for him professionally. I followed him at Baylor. Uh, he offered me a job as a coach while I was still playing, and I'm like, no, I'm playing in this thing called the XFL. Maybe you could sign me after, and he laughed. And then he, of course, ends up in the NFL and signed me. So, uh, long story short, I, I think there's really good things ahead in Carolina. I'd be remiss if you don't talk about sorry what's going on in the world today with the quarterbacks. I mean, that's just crazy. ESPN's been great, <laughs> right? Following it's ESPN been juicy. On it's been juicy. <laughs> Let's not pull an Aaron Rodgers and like, what if on every single kind of platform and what's going to happen? It's crazy, right? What's going on? It's been so fun to watch, right? I'm happy for, first off, I'll, I'll hit all the points. I am comfortable talking about it all, honestly. Okay. Because I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. People get scared to ask me. I'm like, well, I'll talk about it. I went to school for it and I have a podcast. If I can't deflect or talk about something else, then I'm not decent at what I do. But, you know, first off, we have great quarterbacks as it is. I know the quarterback thing is, is something crazy. And everyone dogs Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. This is a team game, folks. There's only like three players in the world that can make up for, you know, mistakes that multiple players make on multiple plays. You need 11 guys to do the job to make it work, right? right? Uh, just go and think back, right? When Tom Brady lost his right tackle in the game. Von Miller, right? It's just how it goes. And that's a good player for the Bucs at right tackle. It's just, that's how it goes. This is foot, This is football. It's 11 on 11. This is not basketball where they ISO a guy and that guy's a superstar and you're not going to stop Kyrie Irving because his handles are just that good and he never, he always finishes, right? Or Kevin Durant or LeBron, whomever, Embiid. This is football. This is football. So you see these great players, right? But they're, they have great players around them. And we have great players in Carolina. And they're going to be adding great players. And there'll be some great players leave, too. That's just how it goes. Hopefully, I'm not one of them. So, you know, that's just the nature of the business. This is a business. They want to win, too. 
Um, I encourage, you know, all the fans to be patient. I don't know what is going on. I have no inside source. I, I just know this. I think the product from Carolina Panthers is going to be great next year, whether this team stays the same or doesn't. Obviously, the draft's on the horizon, which is fun and exciting. Um, so, yeah, good things ahead. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Lots to look forward to. This NFL free agency has been great so far. And it's not even started yet. It's supposed to start on the 16th Wednesday. So, And I'm I'm one of the very excited people for that. But we also have spring ball coming up for college as well. So, you know, a lot of exciting things. March Madness right now. I know you guys for Not For Long Media just dropped a brand new tournament you guys are doing this year. So, so much going on right now. Speaking of March Madness, talk to us about a few teams you're looking at. I know you've made your bracket already. Talk to us about a few teams, Colin. Well, to, first off, we're going to backtrack. Talk about spring ball. I know we're South Carolina podcast here, right in the, you know, opinions on pickings. Shout out. Marcus Satterfield, the offensive coordinator. Coach Satterfield and I go way back. He was my offensive coordinator at Temple. And then he was a coach at Tennessee Tech. And then he went to Baylor and then Baylor to Carolina. He was an assistant O-line coach in Carolina with us two years ago. And now he's this uh, special. He's the offensive coordinator for SC um, two years in a row. Uh, this will be his second year there. So, excuse me, great, great guy, great coach. Uh, he, they're going to be doing big things down there, just just knowing, you know, the way they talk about the program. Lonnie Teasley is there, too. So they have some great coaches excited to follow out South Carolina. That's the best part about, like, being in the business is you know so many people now. It's fun to root for everybody. You don't really root against anybody. So true. So you just know a couple of people now, right? And you're in that you've had guys on the show that play, you know, from, you know, Mike Davis to me. It's fun. It's so much different. It's such a blessing. Yeah. Um, so shout out to South Carolina football, big things ahead. Okay. The brackets. I'm going to have Villanova's going to win it all just because Colin Gillespie has been on our podcast. Just being straightforward. <laughs> that, that's the bottom line. Colin Gillespie was our water boy. He's the point guard for Villanova. He was our water boy at Archbishop Wood High School. Um, his brother is an absolute stud at Widener University right outside of Philly, Division Three school. He was an All-American receiver there. He's going to try out with the Eagles this week, tomorrow, the 16th, Wednesday. Um, so a great athletic family that I grew up with playing sports, but they were younger than me, but I know their father. He was my football coach, lieutenant in the Philadelphia Police Department. So I'm biased. I got Villanova as a Philly guy. You have to. I think they're a really good team. I think they have depth. I think they have a great coach ton of great players and athletes, leadership at all positions. So I'm, I'm going to be picking Nova. I have not gone through the bracket yet. I'll say this. I have finished strong over the years on my bracket. Strong. And I don't watch a ton of college basketball, Alyssa. Where did you finish last year, though? That's what I want to know. I forget. I think, and this means nothing, I had a perfect bracket through like the first two days. I think I had one wrong, semi-perfect. It was like crazy start, right? And then, of course, a bunch of other stuff happened and I was toast. Yeah. So I get lucky and here's why. I'm not a genius. All I do is this. I spend about 30 to 45 minutes going through and listening to all different outlets talking about this team's good. This team's good. This team's good. And they're low. The ranking's not good enough. The 11 seed. I pick the upsets really well. Not the dramatic ones, 15 versus two, but I pick the 12 seed to make a run, you know, like UCLA did last year. I don't know what they were ranked at UCLA going. So we'll see, Alyssa. I'm going to spend my, you know, 45 minutes probably today and then become a genius for the first two rounds. And then my bracket will blow up like every year. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm rooting for you this year. And actually, I am going to join your March Madness bracket. That is on my list for to do today. Looking forward to it. And hopefully I can do a little better than last year. I totally flopped last year, to be quite honest. <laughs> but let's talk about the podcast a little bit. First off, you're right. We really did meet through this podcast platform. I'm so blessed that it's brought a lot of connections to me through opinions on pickings. But I really want to know 
what are some of the, it's been about a year since you've really like, we've talked about it. It's gotten going. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned and what are the biggest gratifications you have right now? I mean, there's so many, I know you can list, but off the top of your head, really, I would love to know. Well, there's nothing more humbling than people from, you know, the profession, your peers, right? Whether you play football and a player comes up to you and says, I respect your game, whether you're a media person and they come up to you and say, I love your show. But it's been so much fun getting my friends on. And I've been lucky to play enough football on enough to make a lot of friends in the in the game, right? This is natural. You work in media for 10 years. I've worked in football and played football now for a really long time, 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. So, you know, you get to grow up with guys like a Ryan Archidiacono, who's played for the Knicks, starting point guard for Villanova. We grew up playing football together. And now, he's you know, he's on the Knicks. So, okay, easy. Mike McGlinchey first round pick Mike and I grew up playing football each against each other in sixth and seventh grade. You know, Mike's a starting right tackle for the Niners about to get paid a ton of money, you know, and then you the, just, just the connectability of the media and my profession playing football has been, that's been awesome. So I, you know, all the people that I spent time talking to when I was in college, all those connections that you try to make. And then all of a sudden they're on in college, the you may not have cool. thought you were going to use also like, you're like, Oh, am I really going to use these connections? And now you're like, so glad I'm, I made these connections and met these people. No doubt. And I think the one thing I'm so fortunate that I did was listen to my father and my mom. They're both entrepreneurs. And my dad's like, connect, 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 write handwritten. Thank you notes, connect with everybody, how you dress matters. All the things matter, right? There's nothing, not there's nothing on, nothing goes unnoticed. Right. So, you know, I know that's cliche, but it's so true. Like Harry Mays, he's a huge Philadelphia radio personality, massive. And he used to call our games temple play by play on the sideline. So he's in the parking lot one day. My dad's like, go introduce yourself to him. I'm exhausted. We just played a game. He's like, son, get up, go introduce yourself to him. I walk over, Harry Mays, Colin Thompson, nice to meet you. Appreciate you, man. Love your stuff. Love what you do. Hey, man, I'm busy right now. Let's circle back. So from that relationship on, he brought me into 97.5 The Fanatic, which is the biggest radio station in Philly. Boom. Met Brian Baldinger. He's been on the pod. Met Jason Bertitas. He's been on the pod. Huge NFL Network, number one hockey podcast in Philadelphia market. Both those guys, respectively. Made a ton of connections through there. Anthony Gargano, just huge Philly people. All just through Harry. Then Harry falls down, breaks his ankle playing golf. Crazy story. Slips on some acorns. And I'm out of football. And Harry says, I want you to replace me as a sideline reporter for Temple football and the color commentary. So I called cut fo- football. I called color commentary for Temple football for three years because of, I met Harry Mays when I was exhausted in that parking lot because my dad told me to. So I've been lucky in that regard that I was pushed to connect, connect, connect and be friends with people. Right. Not just like, hey, I'm using you because I want, like you said, you're going to come on the podcast a couple of years from now. No, you know, now I'm in a place too where I'm able to try to bring some of those people that I've connected with onto my media team and go from there. So it's been a blast lessons I've learned. It's so many lessons and, and the, you know, there's so many stuff we can get into. I've had so many fun interviews, so I don't know where to go. You know me, I could talk it up all day, but that was so cool. And, you know, we did a kind of a best of Panthers Ravens training camp and just, it's been a blessing. There's so many fun things about this. It's a grind. We all know it, but we love it. It's a passion and it's, it's easy. Something I have been wanting to talk to you about that you actually brought into my life and really opened my eyes to and taught me was the vision board. We spoke a lot about this on our first episode together. And I have to say, 
especially during the new year, I really took the time to really make a vision board that I see every day, you know, that we talked about and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's empowering, Colin. It really is empowering to, like you said, wake up and see that every day and know that even though it's even maybe that 1% from that day that you're working towards that vision board and that I've even been happy enough to say, I've even not taken off stuff, but been like, I've actually reached certain things on this now. So these are obtainable and wow, Colin, just seriously, it's a simple thing. It really is, but empowering. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell the story again for how it, my kind of my vision board went. I need to update mine. I need to get, we just don't even have a residence. We're just traveling so much. So I need to make it a mobile vision board. Okay. So your screensaver. Yeah. Right. My, I had that last year, but it was too much. I couldn't get away from it. It was too much. And, and I don't know, it just didn't click for my brain. You know, gotcha. I kind of, I need, I need to see it, but I don't need to be everywhere with me. I feel you. Uh, I've been trying to ditch the phone more too, but it's hard to kind of run a business and do that. That's been fun. But that was great for honeymoon, by the way, on a side note, just 10 days of nothing. Podcast was uploaded. You guys post away. We got a great team. Thank you. Uh, So, okay. So the vision board story, like I said, I come from two parents that are entrepreneurs. I remember, you know, I'd come, I'd wake up in the morning on game days in high school and I'd walk in my bathroom to brush my teeth. And my dad would have like painters tape, like four different quotes from, all inspirational on the wall, new ones every week. My mom would be like, you need to update your vision board. You need a vision board. So every day you walk by, you know, your goals every day. Okay, mom, whatever. You know, we all roll our eyes as kids. Sure. Great mom, whatever. She's like, nope, you're doing it. We sat down, we did it together. I printed out a picture of Jeremy Shockey. I printed out a picture of Jay Cutler. I printed out a picture of Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten. I have connections, all of them. And here's how. I go play for the New York Giants, undrafted, very few interests, very little interest coming out of the NFL. I actually picked up some steam right before the draft, and my agent's like, you may get drafted here, but I ended up not getting drafted. I got a signing bonus, excuse me, and a very small one, but more than we expected. Awesome. Great. I'm going to the Giants. I don't care if they give me number 42, 41. Shout out to Chris Meyer, my buddy, who's wears 41 for the Giants, the tight end. I don't care if they give me any number. I'll wear it. I'm in the NFL. I don't care. So I always looked up and I walked by the 80 Jeremy Shockey every morning on the way to school, every morning on the way to whatever I did. I was walking by the 80 Jeremy Shockey. It's a picture of him with the NYPD hat on, six sleeve tat. I wish I could get a sleeve tat just for like a day. I'm not a big tattoo guy, but just a badass. Like he had the American Eagle, American flag. I love that, but it's not my thing. So I walk by and I walk into my locker with the New York Giants. Again, I don't care what number they give me. And there is number 80 hanging in my locker. Victor Cruz was there the year before. Victor Cruz left. Boom. 80s in my locker. I'm the undrafted tight end. Evan Ingram's coming in from Old Miss. He could have picked any number he wanted. He picked 88. Somehow, some way, I ended up with 80. So I ended up, you know, that's my first vision board. Jay Cutler, I don't know why he was on the board. I've always watched Jay, but I kind of liked him. He was like the rookie at the time. I remember watching a ton of them. The next next team I go with, Chicago Bears. There you go. Jay Cutler. Uh, Jason Witten, my first team is with the Carolina Panthers. I'm not dressed with the game. Um, they dressed two tight ends. I was the third that year. And the first game we play, Jason Witten comes out of retirement. Retirement. I do a podcast, like almost having a meltdown because I've talked about the vision board, how much Jason Witten's meant to me. I probably watched a thousand hours of his tape, literally a thousand hours. We're very similar. And athletic ability wise, I'm trying to be more like Jason. He's a great player, great person off the field. So, you know, who does he come out of retirement for? If he doesn't go to retirement and play for Dallas. They won't sign him. He signs with the Raiders who were in Oakland at the time, I believe, maybe Vegas, probably Vegas, COVID year, Vegas. And here he comes, right in warm-ups, right past me. I'm like, holy shit, 
you gotta be kidding me. Like this was like vision board stuff, like bing, bang, boom. People's like, oh, it's a stretch, whatever. I don't know. I don't think it's a stretch. I didn't think I was ever going to meet Jason Witten or bump into him or warm up next to him and catch footballs next to him. Like we're, you know, counterparts, which we are. Yeah. We're coworkers of the NFL. You know, it's pretty crazy. So there's a million other stories with it, but the vision board is a real thing. Um, it's simple. You make it what it's what you, what you want to do with it. And it's an everybody thing. Yeah. You can do it for anything in life. It doesn't have to be the big stuff. It can be just smaller goals too. It doesn't have to be the, because sometimes the smaller ones are what help you reach the bigger goals, to be honest. No doubt. No doubt. And yeah, it's, it's, it's so well said, you know, it just, it changed my life. I'm blessed to be raised by, you know, two, two entrepreneurs and two people that kind of had a business mindset. And I've always kind of treated things in a business way from as a kid, like, thank God, like you know, we all have this, right? We go on Facebook and you're like, memory from 12 years ago. Don't remind me. <laughs> I delete probably 50% of them, but they're Seriously. not bad. They're not bad. They're like exactly. Matt Miller lyrics, Eminem lyrics. And also whatever. you got to think 10 years ago, the world was so much different than it is now. So posting that stuff was cool back then, as opposed to now where it's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> no doubt. And my parents are on me like, you're going to be a big, you're going to be get recruited, your vision board. You got to act like that, a professional at. Yeah. 16 years old. So, you know, I was a kid, I made mistakes, but I was public, like on social media, my parents were like, nope, this is going to, you can't mess up. You can't mess up. Don't put anything on there. You Do know, you and I my space. Oh yeah, of course. Are you kidding me? I'm just, I just want to make sure we're on the same. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You got to understand like the MySpace world was huge. And I'm that guy that like, doesn't like the mainstream cut and clean music. Like I love reggae music. Like I love all music. Don't get me wrong, but I don't listen to like hits radio until it's like five years old, then I listen to the song. So I would go into like, what's the movie? A drum line. I would like find the, like Michigan State drum line music. And that would be like the music when you come on my podcast. I'm a different bird or like Disney music, like uh, whatever. I love that. This is a different bird with music. But yeah, so yeah, like today I listen to working out, I listen to reggae, just straight vibes like Bob Marley in there. So, I can picture different. clicking on just your different. MySpace page here in the vibes, top eight, you know, <laughs> some drum line just going to work. So, yeah, I love that. I do want to ask one more thing before I wrap it up with you today. It's just like general news, but you know, around here, especially me, huge Tom Brady fans, who's not the goat, the number one, the one and only could never be done better. I mean, he retires, you know, we manned the arena. He does the whole spiel. You know, everyone gets on ESPN, does their goodbye speeches like he was Kobe and died, was so happy, you know, celebrating his career. And then he said he has unfinished business. Colin, what unfinished business does Tom Brady have? So with people that are interested, because I hate when people say, this is what you need to understand. I hate that. I'm like, well, I don't have to understand that. I'm, I can do what I want. But for people that are interested that maybe trying to relate to Tom Brady, we're talking about the top athlete to ever walk the earth mentally. One of them, right? I hate to, I'm not, he's one of them, right? Cause then you got a list, whatever he's top, whatever number you want to put up there. This is a different cat. You don't get to where you are today with a mindset. That's just, you know, even great or just excellent. It's the best ever. So I think they went on vacation. I think he came home from vacation. I think his wife went to work. She's still a working model. Probably makes more than Tom. The kids went off to school. And he's sitting at home like, he looks like my man, uh, Will Smith, with the carpet. We all know the gifts. And Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And he's just like, what now? Yep. So 
I think that hit hard. It hits all players hard. On a personal note, like identity wise, extremely hard. You identify yourself as a football player. You can't. That's why you do. That's why I'm in a million different things and just running from that. Because when I'm done, I, I don't want to, you know, hit the skids like a lot of guys do. And I, I'm sure I will to some extent. But the point is, he's a different breed. And people say this is clickbait. My family included, some of my family members, and a lot of people said that. So it's me. I'm, my immediate reaction is get the hell out of here. But a lot of people said it. So maybe it is. I don't think it is one bit. I think it's exactly what I said happened. <laughs> His kids are back at school. Vacation's over. I just almost won the MVP of the NFL. Like they're one Pro- defensive stop should've. away. Probably should have. <laughs> I mean, they could have won a Super Bowl. I mean, realistically, Right. I don't think you could say that every year, like the team that came in third or fourth, they should have won it too. No, they, I mean, you can make an argument that they could have, they could have won the Super Bowl. So unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he does have an unfinished business, you know, it's, or whatever Kobe scored a hundred. <laughs> so yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Unbelievable. The greatest of all time. You know, I'm, a, I'm ecstatic that he's back for the NFL. I'm bummed that he's in our division. <laughs> But I'm ecstatic he's back. He's a legend and I'm looking forward to playing him again this year. It's awesome walking out in the field to shake everyone's hand and like 10 yards away. You're like, that's Tom Brady. That's Rob Gronkowski. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, to, to say the least. Colin, let everybody know where they can follow you and the podcast at. Yeah. So Twitter, Colin Thompson to you. Uh, Instagram, Colin Thompson 86. And let's see. Podcast, not for long media on all outlets. And then we have a new podcast, Breaking Bats, with Brian O'Grady, my buddy who played all over the major leagues. Now he's playing in Japan because of the lockout and a few different things. Um, so looking to expand the podcast. Appreciate everyone's support. And uh, can't thank you enough, Alyssa. A podcast, you know, my world would be much different if we didn't cross paths. So thank you. Colin, thank you so much. We always appreciate you coming on. And, you know, we'll catch up sooner than later. And until next time, guys, I'm Alyssa Butterson. Keep winning. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Opinions on Pickens. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep winning.